Hello, my name is Joe. I'm the curate in the town centre hub of Church Wigan. Today is Tuesday the 23rd of June and today we're going to be reflecting on Psalm 48 together. Psalm 48, the glory and strength of Zion. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. Within its citadels, God has shown himself a sure defence. Then the kings assembled, they came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic. They took to flight. Trembling took hold of them there, pains as of a woman in labour. As when an east wind shatters the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God establishes forever. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with victory. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go all around it. Count its towers. Consider well its ramparts, go through its citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God, forever and ever. He will be our guide forever. When I read this psalm, I began to imagine what the kings who assembled against the great city of God must have seen to cause such panic, trembling and fear. The mountain, the walls... Towers, ramparts, citadels, great gates barred shut, defences armed and ready. If this was a movie scene, you can imagine the dramatic music, the thunder, the lightning and the rain. Probably. Maybe I've just been watching too many movies on lockdown. It is a dramatic description though, isn't it? Both of the city and of the reaction of those who rose up against it. The city is a symbol of power, strength and might. And before it, great kings are reduced to trembling, trepidation and terror. But it's not the city itself, as fearsome and imposing as it must have been, that causes the kings to fear and break down like the shattered ships of Tarshish. It is the almighty God who dwells and moves within it, protecting it. The city is merely walls and gates, stone and metal, and the people within it, its warriors, are no different or more powerful than those who come against them, unless God is with them. The reader is encouraged then to walk in and through this city, bringing to mind the ways in which God has moved to save it and its people. And as we do that, we're encouraged to respond in worship, in the city made safe by the indwelling God. The city, and indeed this psalm, serve as a memory then of God's saving work, like a museum telling a story. And I think that's the point. The writer wants every generation to understand not just what God has done in this particular city, but who God is. It's less about the city then than it is about the God who dwells in it. This is our God, it says, and he is worthy of praise and adoration forever, in every generation. Places and things have stories to tell, don't they? 
You could go on a stadium tour of your favourite team, for example. Uh, I once did a stadium tour of Anfield. And they tell stories, don't they, of legendary matches played in years past. It's also been really interesting, too, to see the anger brewing against certain statues and monuments and symbols around the world which tell an uncomfortable story of slavery and our involvement in it. Places and things can recall powerful memories which can influence our future. And this all comes at a time when the church is considering the future of its places and things, like its buildings. I think a good question to ask ourselves is, what story do we want them to tell? And what memories will they make? May they be stories and memories of a dynamic and vibrant church, faithful to the witness of the gospel in their communities. But most of all, let's pray that they would point beyond themselves, like the city did, telling a wonderful story of what God has done in the lives of the people who passed through them. After all, I think God is more interested in people than our buildings. Let's not forget the wonder of Pentecost. The Spirit poured out on people, not buildings, and spread out across the world with people through every generation. God was encountered in the city, and he may be encountered in our places of worship too, but he moves in, dwells within, and transforms people. I have loved seeing the church adapt to the COVID-19 world with our buildings closed. And although this has been painful for all of us, even when our buildings do eventually reopen, let's continue to expand our imaginations as we seek to pass on that story of what God has done in people, making the best use of whatever resources we have. And when we see God move, and we will, let's respond in worship. For this is our God, and he is worthy of praise forever in every generation. Amen.